0: Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Hey, it's uh, another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson, and I'm excited to uh, introduce some of you, although most of you probably recognize this guy because he's all over the place in chiropractic. I can have a conversation here, one CEO to another. Please help me welcome my friend. This is Dr. Tabor Smith.
1: Man, thank you so much for letting me be here. It's a huge honor. I'm a longtime listener and probably the president of the Stephen Francis fan club, I'm I'm sure. So I just, I love being here that I, I get to be on the show and I uh, hope I can share some value with
0: everyone. Oh, man, I love to hear that. Now I know there's at least four members of that club. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, my daughter, Emma, might argue with you. You might have to usurp her, or Sam, as the president. <laughs> I'll be vice uh, president. That's, that's great. That's nice to you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you know, We're in the Mutual Admiration Society. You and I have been friends for a long time. And the reason we became friends is because we're aligned uh, in our mission, right? So um, I know you think like I think, uh, which is what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. Uh, So, man, it's an awesome uh, opportunity and a privilege to have you on our show. I know you're on a mission, Tabor, and I want to get right to it. Um, I want people to understand the work that you're doing, the mission that you're on, your business. And really, I wanted to invite you on here as as a fellow chiropractic CEO, right? So we're CEOs. Let's have a chiropractic CEO conversation. You've got a multiple enterprises that you're working through and you own, you have founded. That's always very interesting to me. And I'm sure to our listeners, I love to meet chiropractors who are by nature entrepreneurs, which means that, you know, God makes entrepreneurs. And uh, by his grace, we find, we found chiropractic, you and I both. But if we had not found chiropractic, We'd be starting businesses, right so it's just like uh, thankfully we find ourselves in the business of saving lives, uh, and you know as well as I do when business is good, everybody wins. so it's a privilege uh, to have this conversation with you Why don't you tell everybody who doesn't know you? Just give us a thumbnail sketch. Who is uh, Dr. D- Tabor Smith and how did you end up on this podcast, brother? Yeah, man
1: sure. so uh, happy to share the CEO story for me it might be and maybe every CEO in every company feels like this, but I feel like it's been a CEO battle, like I mean you, you know, sometimes you you feel like you literally are pushing boulders up hills, you know, and then tell you learn a better way to do things. And then uh, it you just then it just brings another boulder that you have to you have to get, get through as well. Uh, but for me, uh, it started. I had horrible, horrible lower back and, and uh, leg pain when I was in high school. My dad was a high school basketball coach. Parents knew nothing about chiropractic. And so I was on medications, but this was back late 90s. So I'm on opioids, like literally as a teenager, trying to get through a day. And, you know, long story short, found chiropractic, it changed my life. And I was like, who in the world would not want to be a chiropractor? Like if you (laughs) can do something this amazing for somebody, I don't understand why any everybody doesn't want to be one. And so going into it with that mindset, not really even knowing there were. know mindset different mindsets in society about chiropractors just knowing that it was awesome right and uh then struggling a little bit getting out because it was like okay it was awesome for me why doesn't everybody think that right but i know for myself I i was a lifetimer to the core like i never wanted to be in that situation again it was miserable for me number one i couldn't do anything i wanted to do number two and as soon as chiropractic helped me i was like thank god but never let this happen again. So I right. took I took every piece of advice my chiropractor gave me and these exercise home exercise programs that were like, you know, P90X trying to get my my spine do things and I couldn't keep track of them, but I still wanted to do them got adjusted all the time. And when I got to chiropractor school and learned some very basic principles of, of spinal health, I, I started doing things myself and making it easier and Understanding that alignment was a very important aspect of spinal health, that mobility was a very important aspect of spinal health, that muscle strength, fitness, balance around the spine, core, those things were big parts of spinal health. So if those things were such a, if the spine was so important, because it houses the nervous system, and those things were so important to keep that healthy spine, and it made sense to do something every day to maintain those things, right? Yes, going to my chiropractor and getting adjusted, but while I'm not there, doing those things. And that was, I, what I didn't realize was a different mindset than 99.9% of the population. Unfortunately, can, can you imagine if we could get 99% of the population to have that mindset, just an awareness that you when gotta you do need more something. <laughs> I'm telling you just in, no, that's absolutely true. I saw, uh, you know, I use a lot of dental analogies, read a time magazine that had a a statistic a poll that they did on dentistry they showed that 97 percent of americans brush their teeth on a daily basis now to me what that means is there's an awareness that if you don't do something to take care of your teeth they will decay right and 97 percent of people said i'll do something every day now that doesn't drive 97 percent of people to a dentist But in fact, those numbers are 50%. So 50% of that, 97% of people who have an awareness that you should take care of your teeth, 50% of them go to a dentist on a regular basis. That makes dentistry the second largest profession in the world because of that awareness that they were able to create. Now, what if we could create an awareness that we just spoke about that 97% of people just, had to, just knew they were supposed to do something or their spine will decay, which it is decaying at faster rates today than ever before, right? So if we could just create that awareness in our society and drive, like if we had 97% of people doing an exercise on a daily basis to take care of their spine and 50% of them going to the dentist, again, to your point, we wouldn't have enough chiropractors to be able to take care of
0: those people, right? So good, man. So good. So recognizing that, I'll go back to when they were putting together the Affordable Care Act I read a study that they had surveyed 50,000 50 year olds and they asked them a whole bunch of questions because they were trying to put together the affordable care act. And they were like, okay, so do, one of the questions was, do you see a chiropractor? And if not, why not? And I always ask this question in front of a big audience of chiropractors. And I'm like, do what do you think the number one answer was? Right. And, and everybody shouts out of the, and I'm like, raise your hand if you got an answer and just yell it out. Right. So it's like, Oh, it's because my insurance doesn't pay for it. Or I'm afraid of them. Or I heard just, you know, X, you know, fill in the blank, stupid comment around chiropractic. Right. So I'm like, no, none of those, (laughs) like none of those are even in the top 10. The number one reason people don't see a chiropractor is they don't know why they should, Mm -hmm. you know? So think about that. That's equal parts inspiring as it is maddening. Right. So the fact of the matter is, is that we've got this product that everybody needs, Right. So everyone is our potential client. And, you know, at the end of the day, people have no idea who we are, what we do and why we do it. Right. So, right. you know, what, what that means is the dragon we have to slay is obscurity. Right. So what, to your point, imagine if people just had an awareness. And so this first and foremost to, you know, grow chiropractic has got to start from a perspective of like, what we're looking to do is we're looking to increase awareness. And right, if we just, if we would just address that first, I think we would get people out in the, you know, out in the streets, you know, either actually or virtually uh, and sharing the message that you just shared.
1: So to that point, that's that's the biggest reason I share spinal hygiene is to show people why they need it. And and you said that's the number one reason people don't go to a chiropractor is because they don't know why they need it. It's also the number one reason they don't stay in your office. Is because they don't know why they need to stay and and they need it worse in today's day and age than they've ever needed before and i'll prove it to you there's a study and i can send it out to you if you want to put it in the show notes or something but it it's uh it, they look at dental records in fossils right there's only been two times in the history of all dental records where we see a change in the in the shape and the health of of the teeth and one was 10,000 years ago when we went from hunter-gatherers to farmers you can tell the difference. Yep. The second one was a little over a hundred years ago when industrialization came in and sugar became a staple in our diet. That's in
0: right. fact,
1: if you look, two hundred years ago, the average American ate two pounds of sugar per day. Today, the average American eats over one hundred and fifty-two pounds of sugar per day. And that is what is per that day
0: or per what's the time frame? Sorry, it? sorry. Wait, whoa, whoa. Thank per year. You for
1: correcting me. Per year. Two yeah. two two pounds of sugar per year and today it's it's 152 pounds of sugar per year that's an important number there
0: yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure categorically mm-hmm. in the far right hand side of the bell curve we do have some overachievers that are oh we like might definitely <laughs> the 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 point
1: there is though is is in the early late 1800s early 1900s that that processed sugar that came into our diet started decaying teeth at younger ages. And at Dr. Alfred phones, he's now the father of dental hygiene what we call him. Uh, he saw that in his offices. His father was a dentist growing up. He saw that. And when he became a dentist, he's, he's like, we're pulling kids teeth now. Because they're rotting in, in their mouth. So we have to do something to prevent this. And that's when they implemented big time dental hygiene movements, uh, taking care of people's teeth, cleanings, those types of things. And I say that because we are in the exact same phenomenon right now with this influx of technology It's just a different part of the body it's the spine i guarantee you a hundred years from now we're going to look back and if you could look at fossil records you're going to see a change in human spine worse today than you've ever seen before look at through the pandemic kids having to be in front of a screen for 10 12 hours a day straight sitting getting no movement in their spine head forward postures Degeneration and decay, and I and I pulled the audience when we were in Dallas at the last uh, one of the last Orlando uh, seminars. 450 chiropractors. How many of you are seeing decay and degeneration in teenagers now? The whole audience raises
0: their hand. Uh, right? there's no, there's no question about it. I mean, you're going to see like if we did that similar timeline, you're going to see inflection points like, you know, when with industrialization it was repetitive motions, right? So you'll you'll definitely see something where we've gone from hunter and gatherers to agricultural to industrial. You'll see changes there. But then we've got everybody sitting down, right? So you'll see the inflection point w- with the, the the creation of the internet, right? So uh, and and it will be the advent of the iPhone, and then it'll be COVID, right? So you'll see these inf- negative inflection points for spinal health, and uh, you know, to your point, acceleration of spinal decay and degeneration.
1: Right, and so it, what dentistry had two choices, right? They could tell people just eliminate all sugar from your diet, or they could tell people, look, you're going to have to do something to battle that effect that sugar has on your teeth. And you're going to have to do something every day to battle that. Now, obviously, it wasn't plausible to take all the sugar out of somebody's diet. So they implemented dental hygiene. They'll still teach a little bit of both, though, right? They say stay away from sugar and those types of things. Now, chiropractic has two options right now. We can say, look, no more technology, no more screen time, don't sit for over 30 minutes at a time, right? which is probably not going to happen in today's society. You can't take that away. So we've got to be able to step in and implement something and say, look, here's what you got to do on a daily basis. Now you don't have a choice. If you don't want your spine to rot and decay and degenerate, you have to start doing these things every day and going to your chiropractor regularly for checkups.
0: It's so smart. And it's great. It's a great framing. It's a great premise, right? So but let's remember, we're talking to chiropractors, right? Well, so translation, so, we, uh, we are preaching to the choir here, at Tabor, right?
1: So, but, but to that point, because we just said people don't go to your office because they don't know why they're supposed to. People drop out of your office because they don't know why they should stay. This is why. And, and you start to see huge improvements and increases in your retention, in your practice, and your conversion, your, 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 your compliance, when you start building this mindset. Because, look, I, I do corrective care. Just like most, most chiropractors will say we do corrective care. Just the connotation of me even saying that word corrective means there's an end, right? I mean, we either correct it or we get as much correction as possible, but at some point your correction has to be over. And that's the mindset that somebody comes into when they start your corrective care. But if you start also with corrective care, teaching spinal hygiene, spinal hygiene has a lifetime connotation to it. And so it opens a portion of that patient's mind to saying, oh wait, I should have been doing this before. I should do this for the rest of my life. And that is an area of the mind we've never really owned with chiropractic before. That's why retention goes to the roof, the roof, because people learn why they need to stay under care for a lifetime.
0: I love that. So setting a frame that's more appropriate for our philosophy, which is lived out in our business model, right? So ultimately, you know, if you do consider yourself a corrective care chiropractor, I love the fact that you know you're pointing out that that may be a misnomer, right? So, you know, I you know I've always described myself, and I know in the remarkable practice we describe ourselves as wellness care doctors, right? And mm-hmm. the objective of care is to get people back to wellness, right? right? So not to help them get to wellness, but really the language is get back to wellness, right? So we you know wellness begins at inception, right? So and At some point we get subluxated with that's in utero or on the delivery or during the delivery or you fall as an infant or a child or a teenager or wherever and you get your initial subluxation pattern that starts a negative downward inflection away from wellness right so uh, by the grace of God, you f- you know find a chiropractor, or a chiropractor finds you, and you get your first adjustment, that first corrective adjustment, and that corrective stage of care begins with the objective of getting you back to wellness, right? So whereas the body can operate without interference to the nervous system, and the nervous system's job is to adapt to, to stressors, right? So we can express health. So this is a beautiful component that actually makes it very concrete and tangible, and empowers the patient you know so i love yeah. i love the fact that you know we think alike in that there's a three-legged stool when it comes to co- really truly corrective chiropractic care so whether you're in initial intensive care or you graduated into corrective care or you've graduated into wellness care or maintenance care depending on your goals the three-legged stool is part of all three of those stages right so you know in the remarkable practice we describe it as the three-legged stool and it's three components it's getting your adjustments in rhythm, it's breaking your bad habits at adding specific exercises. And those three, it's a Venn diagram. And when those three circles overlap, in the center is the big R, the results, right? So and the results are what we all want, right? So better clinical results for the patient, but that's also better results for the practice as well. Better clinical results leads to greater retention, which leads to more referrals which leads to greater revenues. All of our favorite Rs are in the middle of that Venn diagram. And I appreciate that this tool that you're bringing to the, to the profession creates a platform for you to be teaching it and for people to take it home and actually implement it. Adjustments in rhythm. So you get to get, get ahead of the subluxation pattern. Breaking your bad habits that are causing your subluxation in the first place. And adding the exercises that will, the specific spinal strengthening exercises that will strengthen your spine so that you can hold your adjustments longer. Tabor, I think it's a fantastic platform.
1: Another, you know, to your point, you said, you know, that, that R stands for results for the patient, results for the clinic. I, I think another thing that, that spinal hygiene, our products bring to the table is simplicity. For the patient and simplicity for the team and the practice that's implementing this, and that's important. There's a reason why the toothbrush the toothbrush isn't that hard to figure out right? You don't have to have a very high IQ to learn how to brush your teeth. It doesn't take an hour a day. And let's face it, if it took an hour a day, most of us probably wouldn't do it. We wouldn't have the time to do it. So this, the simplicity of these exercises are easy for the patient to, to start to do. And there was a study out there with compliance for home care, like specifically compliance to home care. And they took two groups. One, they gave both groups, the exact same home exercises. One group, they gave the exercises and taught them how to do them. But the second group, they gave them the exercises, taught them how to do them, and then showed them why they should be doing each exercise. That group that you showed the patient why they should do the exercise and the benefit of the exercise to the patient uh, had a 60% greater compliance. And so when these exercises have a built-in education like ours do, they're simple for a patient to do. They can share them with their whole family. Then compliance starts to go up because they're able to do it. They're able to understand it. And you yourself said compliance is like the one stat you want to track if you want to grow your practice. Right, so I think simplicity is is a big factor. In fact, what I would love to do is challenge the chiropractors on this podcast to just try our products. Like just just we have a we have a you can go to retentionchallenge.com and I have a challenge for you. For ninety nine bucks, we'll ship you five kits. You'll see everything that I'm in that's in the kits when you go to retentionchallenge.com. But just put these five kits in your next five care plans and watch the light bulbs go off in your patient's eyes. Maybe take one or two, give to your your staff and show them how to use them. But but I'm telling you, you're going to get more people saying, why hasn't anybody showed me this? No wonder my spine was a mess. I wasn't taking care of it. I wasn't doing any of this. And it'll just make a big difference in your
0: practice. I love that. Uh, Thank you, number one. Thanks for making that so um, uh, accessible, right? So we should democratize all of this you know, it's one way to get chiropractic, you know, to everyone. Uh, it's so cost-effective to do this and anyone can do it. Like you said, it's simple, like a toothbrush. I love the concept of, you know, if you take one of those five kits, keep it in office and make it available to your team and encourage them, right? Like I always say that your your family and your staff, your team should be your best patients. So they can't advocate for something and they can't promote something if they're not doing it, right? So in law, they call this NemoDAT, which is an abbreviation for a longer Latin term that I can't say. So Nemodat means if you don't own it, you can't sell it, right? So for chiropractors right now, you might find yourself being convicted as you're listening to this like, actually, I should have one of those at my house for that. You absolutely should. You know, at the end of the day, you have got to be practicing what you preach. Or people pick up on it wherever you wherever you see that your patients aren't complying to your recommendations. Just ask yourself a simple question: Where are you and your family not doing that? Right. So it is the fastest point of exposure. Um, so what a great way for you to get it into your life, into your health regimen, into your wellness regimen, so that it becomes t- table talk fodder. It becomes the topic for a workshop. Right, for an advanced workshop, a spinal hygiene workshop you teach every month in the practice, right? Getting your team, recruiting them into it, getting them excited to it around it, because it's going to energize the chiropractic care and the results that they're getting. They're not only feeling better, but they're functioning better. And it gives them something that's very concrete for them to point to. And when people get engaged in their care like that, when they feel equipped, like everybody thinks that people, you know, listen, we're hardwired to be cheap and lazy as humans. That's very true. And you should be thinking about that. What that means is you need to be building value for everything you're advocating for, right? So you've got to say, hey, you're going to have to invest your time, energy, focus, and money into this to get results. Let me tell you why it's worth it for you. The juice is worth the squeeze. Once you get somebody using the spinal hygiene kit and exercises at home, this is a daily regimen. So now instead of their, even your best patients who come in once a week or twice a month, what have you, there's a lot of life that happens between adjustments. So now clinically, you're helping them eradicate some of that, sort of cancel out some of that negative behavior, add some strengthening exercises, but even more importantly, keeping their chiropractic care, their spinal hygiene, their spinal health, and their health, and you, frankly, your business front of mind is incredibly powerful. Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of Remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today.
1: Another thing that you just mentioned was your team. This just watch the confidence that starts to build in your team when they really start to understand these concepts. Like, you you know, I've heard it at all the seminars is like our team hasn't been through years of chiropractic school. So even though we share a few things with them, we, they come to our workshops, like sometimes they still don't get it. And we constantly have to learn. We constantly have to teach the CAs and uh, a good friend of mine and yours as well. Amazing uh, chiropractor, Dr. Mark Mao, him and his team just went through our certified spinal hygienist program this is a six-week course that we teach on spinal hygiene teach it through life university's postgraduate education department and I'll just read his review his five-star review real quick great job with the course Tabor good info for our docs but really great for our CAs that took it Easy to implement into our practice, and I'll tell you when your CAs start to get this concept of lifetime spinal care, and they can teach it to your patients without you even having to be there. With the confidence that that builds, no wonder retention and com- compliance goes up because your whole team is confident about how to take care of the spine for a lifetime, right? So and they're good. sharing they're sharing that with the patients. And congruent, I've always been really big on at least trying my hardest to be a hundred percent congruent with what I know and with what I teach, right? And so what I did, cause I know my team wasn't always doing their home exercises. I even had, you know, dropped the ball in certain times doing my home exercises. So we made it part of our team huddle is that three out of three out of the four core four spinal hygiene exercises that you'll learn in our program, you, you can do anywhere pretty much. And so we'll do three of those spinal hygiene exercises right before we huddle. You know, it's the time where everybody gets their adjustments, does their spinal hygiene exercises, then let's huddle and let's get ready. And since we implemented that, like there's an energy that comes through you, like, you know, in the afternoon, especially when you come back from lunch and everybody's like half asleep in the huddle, like we were doing that. And then now we don't do that anymore because we get adjusted. We do our spinal hygiene exercises and we huddle and there, and I'm telling you, you feel the difference in that energy, but you also feel the difference in the confidence because we know we're being congruent with taking care of our own spine.
0: So good, man. Well, the business is always a reflection of the energy, right? Your team, your energy and your team's energy. So what a, what a smart way where, you know, you can, get the third bird, right? Three birds for every stone. Here, you're energizing your team, which energizes your business and grows the business. So I love it, man. You know, I'm a big fan. I love the three-legged stool concept. I know that that is the secret to long-term lifetime family wellness care. And it makes sense. People want to be able to invest. They do. They want to be able to participate. They want to feel like there's something that they can do. And frankly, it gives us something to hold them accountable to of what they're doing outside of the office so that we form what is ultimately the most effective way to receive chiropractic care, which is as a partner, right? So chiropractic care is a done with you program, not a done for you program. And this is a way to make that really real.
1: You know, I was thinking one of the things I should mention on this podcast, because this is a CEO podcast, I I get stuck in my doctor hat a lot and just love that this gets great results for patients, you know, and this is what they need and all these things, but uh, there's a financial benefit to, having spinal hygiene, not just in retention, right. And which is a huge financial benefit, but specifically return on investment. These kits should bring you 60 to 70% on your dollar every single time you, you buy a, a pack of spinal hygiene kits. Um, this is going to cost the doctor a wholesale around $50. And we recommend you put them into the care plans, build them into the care plans at 117. So, I mean, every time you invest in spinal hygiene, you're getting 60, 70% return on investment. Your collections per visit average goes up a few dollars as well. And you're educating without having to be there. You're getting better results for patients. It's simple; they're able to implement, and you'll, uh, and even in the long run of doing this, I guarantee you, will see retention numbers start to increase as well.
0: That's right, and and this is something you can leverage your team to be presenting, right? So I use my tech C A or associate doctor, like this isn't something necessarily that the primary care doctor has to be spending their time doing this, right? So this and you know, so now you can outsource that training to your team, you can leverage your videos and, uh, you know, training your team and also training the patient. And now it gives you, you know, something else inside of the adhesitorium to keep them accountable to as far as their participation in their care.
1: So to that point, I'll show these, these are, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, I guess you can see them. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you'll just have to check out. Our I, that's all
0: right. We do that to people all the time. It's like, you yes. can see this, it's like, you it's a see broadcast. this,
1: <laughs> but, uh, these are little cards that help your team share each exercise with the patient. So we wrote out a big, long script, which we can give you to, you know, if you want the entire script of how to present a care, a home care plan to your patients, but these cards make it so easy that your CAs can implement it tomorrow. They have these cards. They simply look at them, read them to the patient as they're going, it, it, they can give them to the patients. And so the patients never have any questions on how to do the exercises I already told you they're like the most simple exercises we could implement. But also there's a link and a website that a patient can go to, to see the these exercises done. They got uh, an entire instruction pack and a book that comes with each kit to show them how to do it. And so you literally have no you know, it takes time to schedule consultations. If patients are confused about x-rays, if they're confused about what you told them to do at home, you have zero of that because that patient can go right to the book, right to the instruction sheet, or right to the website and be able to see how each exercise is is done and watch somebody else do it. And they're so easy that they hardly ever have to come back and ask you how to do them.
0: Fantastic. All right. So let's um, shift gears. So CEO to CEO, founder to founder, so you are a chiropractor, you know, by mm-hmm. training and by profession, I know your path, you you did an associateship with somebody who longtime friends with um, Dr. Shane hand out of, out of Texas, and then launched your own very successful practice. You have associate doctors. Now you're now looking at enterprise having multiple brick and mortar. So that's one business. And I believe that, um, you married your favorite chiropractor, mm-hmm. much like I did mine, right? So talk a little yeah. bit about what it's like to be like to be a entrepreneurial chiropractic couple where you guys are working together. Now yep. you're launching a you know a second business and a third business, right? So yep. talk to the entrepreneurs right now. You know, it's about so, having a remarkable practice or a remarkable business mm-hmm. as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. How do you and Gina uh, navigate those incredibly challenging waters? Yeah.
1: So that, yeah, this goes back to how we started, which I was going to tell to finish the story in the beginning saying it's a, it's a CEO battle, but uh, yeah, I got, I was fortunate enough to work with Dr. Hand, 1400 visits a week in that office, learned a tremendous uh, amount about chiropractic and how to run a business, uh, came to Houston. We opened our own and it grew very quickly. So we decided to open a second. We actually opened a satellite office and it grew quickly, but man, it was a struggle because I didn't have the the TRP systems and processes and people and coaches that I could go to for help with. I think that's that's really the main reason it was so hard for me going back and forth and getting hiring and all of the things that I needed to do. And we ended up selling that office to the associate and it's doing great now. You know, So it was it, was, it still is a great office. And then now we're purchasing a second office again. And uh, one of the greatest things was having my wife back in our main office. I don't wanna practice again ever without her. So I'll <laughs> always make sure that we have a great team to be at every different location because I don't want to be at those locations. Right. I want to be right here where my wife is. And, uh, and so that's been special and that's been awesome. And then we, I did a movie. We have a, a documentary called a better way, which is an award-winning documentary, by the way, we've placed at several film festivals. It's a Congrats, documentary man. about our healthcare system, about chiropractic. I highly recommend it. Everybody hasn't seen it. You go to a better way You can watch it for free. It streams on Amazon prime now, and it, it, it was just, I, I got to give credit to the production company. They did an amazing job, but it tells some amazing stories. And I have D I still have DMS. I came out in 2020. I still have direct messages from people every single day saying, I watched this movie and I've never been to the chiropractor before, but I got an appointment on Monday. Thank you. Right. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, it, it is awesome. really cool. Uh, so that, that's, that was a blessing getting to be around and, and that experience getting to talk with expert healthcare uh, practitioners all over the world. But then we also started, uh, and, I've been doing spinal hygiene since I opened my practice 12 years ago. So I did associate ship for, it was more than that. 14 years ago, I did associate ship for two years. And I, then I've owned my own practice for 14 years and, uh, and we've been doing spinal hygiene since the beginning, but only about six years ago, I thought, man, if my patients are doing so amazing with it, some of the doctors that I talked to are doing so amazing with it, uh, let's start sharing it with others. And then we started that path of the spinal hygiene movement, started growing that business. And now it's taking off as well. We have uh, probably 80 to hundred offices now that are using the spinal hygiene products.
0: Just awesome. So a lot of our CEOs are listening right now saying, man, you got a lot going on and as a busy family, cause you guys have kids as well. Right. So like, what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now as you've got multiple, you know, so when you, it's one yeah. thing to have a single brick and mortar business is incredibly challenging. Right. So it's so difficult to do it. Right. It, that in its in itself is demanding we don't need to make it about having multiple businesses or multiple brick and mortar businesses but yeah. you know that that is a way to sort of amplify all the things that we face as entrepreneurs and as CEOs uh, what are some of the biggest challenges you've been facing you know uh, in that role you know husband father yeah chiropractor CEO business founder the the biggest challenge is basketball practice. For sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trying to get the kids to basketball. No, uh, that that definitely is a challenge, but I'd say in the business wise, it is it's it's been marketing and team building. Like th- those are the two back and forth. Like, I'm I'm all in team building. I'm like exhausted. Okay, hold on. I'm all in marketing. Okay. And uh, you know, and I'm getting better at following your advice, but I'm still not great at that. I, I, I feel like that's a skill that I wish I was better at just doing, you know what I mean? And I think some of the greatest, like, I remember, you know, a good friend of mine's Dr. Chris Zaino, man, the guy just does stuff when someone tells him to do it. It's like, there's no emotion there to get out of the way and to change things in the office. And for me, there's so much emotion in what I do because I love it. I'm in it. It's my baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want okay, good. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm not, it's like, it, I struggle to be like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do this but that's why having a great team has been helpful because it's like, I know we're supposed to do this, but guys, I need help because I, I can't let go of it, right? And, and having that person that'll help me let go of it and implement some things that we're supposed to be doing, that's, that's difficult for me. And maybe that's more mindset, but going back and forth between the marketing and the team building is a challenge.
0: Yeah, you know, so I, I want to make sure everybody hears that loud and clear because you know the reality is, is those really are the highest and best uses of the CEO's time and bandwidth, right? So I'm going to add a third one there, is which is training and developing yourself and your team, right? So those are really kind of like the three things that you'll vacillate. If you're in the chiropractic space specifically, if you're a founder, you're probably going to spend most of your time vacillating between marketing, which is building the business, even if you're working with a marketing manager or a marketing director, right? So some of you are like, oh yeah, that's me too, right? So it's like, okay, great. So you, I never took my eye off of marketing and lead generation, right? So mainly because I'm mission driven and I'm also entrepreneurial. So those two things say continually increase our reach, right? So, so that's something that you always want to have your hand on.
1: So maybe you can, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well,
0: let me just round that out. So the Then there's team building, like part of that team you'll build will be that marketing manager who executes the plan or the marketing director that actually is in charge of creating the plan, right? The strategist, right? So, and they organize the other marketing experts that you might contract, like a digital marketing team, somebody for your SEO website, somebody does your Google Ads, somebody's doing your social, et cetera. Right. So as these teams get bigger, you need to have somebody who's managing that and executing the plan and the calendar. But team building uh, overall, those two categories right there are so critical because most people underinvest, and I think that's what you're hinting towards. Spend the money you're going to lose, Tabor, in both of those categories, right? So in team building, if you're underinvesting in your team and you're understaffed, they're going to be pumping the brakes because they're overwhelmed, right? So you're going to be losing money there. If you're underinvesting in marketing, you are robbing the engine of oxygen, right? Right. So everybody that listens to this podcast knows that you should be investing somewhere between 8 and 12% of your top line revenue goal, right? So, and that includes the salary of the marketing director or the marketing manager, right? So you can get to eight to 12% pretty readily. So follow the rules, man. Like you said, implement, don't stop telling yourself stories. Okay. Yes, you're, Cause you're yes. just like everyone who owns a business, right? You, you know that you have to make the ascension from labor to leader. And that means implementation and consistency. And the last one is in team training and developing, right? So it's the best thing you can do is invest in yourself, and training yourself, developing yourself as a leader. And that goes for all of us. Like there's always two or three iterations of you. I'm always looking ahead of myself. Like the next, I'm excited about the next two or three iterations of Steven Franson, you know, and I am starving for leaders that I can invest in, that I can follow and develop myself um, because Mm -hmm. they're just going to accelerate me, right? So you are not alone. We all struggle with those same challenges because if you don't surround yourself with trusted team members, then you have that sense of, fear around delegation and trust, you know, and that control freak tendency comes out, right? So building that team of eight players around you, where frankly, they're better at their job than you are, right? That's my secret. I just surround myself with people that are better at their job than I am. So now the last thing I want to do is take it away from them, right? Right. So the last thing I want to do is elbow my way in there because, hey, I hired you because you're better at this than I am, Right, so get it off of you, so you can focus on the things that you're uniquely gifted at. So that was a great word, man. Uh, And you're not alone in that. You asked that question. Am I the only one? No, you're not. That you know that is exactly what determines the velocity of you getting to that next iteration of the business.
1: Which is which is and I've heard you say before, and maybe you can speak to this slow down to speed up is that that's the thing. I think if I had to say, well, what is it in both marketing and team building that frustrated that's hardest for me to, to deal with is the patience to realize like it doesn't happen overnight, but I want it overnight. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I think I get too focused on what do I got to do to speed it up, uh, to make it happen tomorrow. And, uh, and then I kind of drop the ball and not looking so far ahead. To where i need to look ahead where i need to set everything up first so that we can speed up later
0: yeah i mean marketing and team building are really the same thing okay so mm. i call it marketing one and marketing two so marketing one is b to c right so that is you attracting new patients new customers new clients into your businesses marketing two is you attracting talent into your team you have to market to bring a players into your team right mm. so Slow down to speed up in marketing. You got to make sure that you're getting your market message right. So you are compelling the right people to come into your business and you're repelling the people that are not ready for the business. or they're not right fit for the business. Same thing with your team, right? So when you're team building your marketing, right? So slow down to speed up eight players, only people that share your core values and buy into your vision story. Right? So the the only thing that slows you down more than, you know, uh, more than not having the right person on your team is having the wrong person on your team. Yeah. Right, so you know having having those gaps and recognizing you know what I've got to invest ahead of my business right now and create a capacity create greater capacity for our team, so I have to invest in my money into bringing somebody else's time, energy, focus, and talent into our team to increase our capacity and pull this business forward. They're yeah. both marketing men it's the same it's the same mindset well, I just tell you, I thank you and
1: appreciate all the insights and the and the tips that you share with me all the time because my biggest thing is. I, I feel like I have a very, very, very important message God gave me to to be able to get out there. And I don't want to drop the ball getting that out there. So I got to do it right. You know what I mean? That's why I'm I'm motivated to to learn and to be at all the TRP seminars and to and I just appreciate your guidance on all that.
0: Well, you're an awesome student, man. And it's an honor, it's a privilege. I'm right in there with you, man. Right. So I'm yep. a founder, I'm a CEO, I'm leading my businesses. And I and guys, like Dr. Pete and I share this all the time. It's like, we're in it with you. Right. So yep. for some of you, you're like, yeah, we're a bit further down the field than you may be, right? But we're your biggest fans and we're cheering you on and know that we're in it with you as CEOs, as finder, founders, running businesses, running teams, building businesses, sharing the same struggles and the same headaches, right? So just all different flavors. That's it. So the pictures and the copies different, right? But right. we're all trying to do the same thing, right? Save the planet. Well, I, yep. I appreciate you, man. Right back at you, uh, Tabor. Uh, You're a big part of our mission, you know, so we, we open this podcast by, by saying what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors. So we appreciate you, man, as a remarkable success partner and all the work that you're doing and with spinal hygiene to make it easier for our people to help more people. We appreciate you, Dr. Tabor-Smith. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast.